We're back, folks. Fleet Week rides again. Is a special day. It's pay-per-view day, the very first of the uh, Fleet Week era, right? Fair say? True. Yeah. Unless you want to count Final Battle. But that's not an AEW pay-per-view, so I'm not counting it. Battle of the Valley. You see what happens, Topo, when you give a guy some confidence around here, you know? We start doing stuff. I said if you want to count Final Battle. You have to say if. Do you need to say at all? That's the question, I guess, dudes. Well, some people might. So I consider when you review the game tape, right, kid? So <laughs> Nonetheless, it is a very special pay-per-view Sunday. We're going to get a few of these a year because we don't count the Ring of Honor shows around here. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we uh, we mostly get to our, our usual shows. So if you're listening to this or watching this after the pay-per-view, it'll probably in some ways be funnier because we'll definitely get stuff wrong. But also, <laughs> it will mostly cover the TV and at the end we'll kind of do our a sweeping preview of the boys. Well, anyway, I did mine on about eight different shows this week. So much to get into. Chris will be here shortly. Don't worry, folks. Don't leave the video yet. He will be here. And for now, we have a not quite expert panel. Um, young Dukes, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Joe? Terrific. Appreciate you asking. I don't get that a lot around here. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tope Suicida. How are you? Doing great. Vibes are high. Can't wait. So what is the, like, just to be clear, I haven't got a problem with there's any further context, but there, you tweeted this video today, which I, I was impressed by, um, <laughs> just on a sort of promotional level. What is the the free bird, uh, what, is, what are you going for there? I'm intrigued. Hell of a song. <laughs> is that, is it that, <laughs> I should have yes. there was like an inside joke that I was missing. No. Um, what is the official Twitter at? What is the? What was the to- at Tobe Suicida underscore in there? Underscore Tobe Suicida. Go there, folks, if you want some more context. But Young Duke's face was paired with the iconic Freebird track. And I, <laughs> I just didn't know there was any kind of anything else to go with that. Apparently not. No. There you go, folks. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk some professional wrestling, which is what we allegedly do around here. We hope you enjoyed the Fed. Well, I hope you enjoyed Fed Dead before. I don't think the fellas do here, but I hope you enjoyed it. Bobby and Oracle, you can check that out over on the YouTube now. Um, let's get into Dynamite. Go Home Show. Firstly, purely on that level, as a go home show, how successful did you think Dynamite was, Dukes? Uh, mildly successful. I like the things that were good were good. The things that were bad were bad. Hmm. Interesting. The Tope Suicida, where do you stand? Pretty mixed bag. I, I agree. The highs were high. The the two promos, especially in the latter match. Uh, lows were low. pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that I agree with you guys. I know a lot of people are on kind of, you know, on the other side of that and feel like it was actually a really strong go home. Some people feel like they completely missed in that regard completely. So it's the opinions on the go home have been all over the place. To me, though, the answer you guys just gave is kind of weirdly where I think a lot of people are at in general. Um, AEW had a couple months of incredible television. I think we can all agree on that. We covered it closely here on Fleet Week. And my read on it is it felt like the closer they got to the pape, the more they had to focus on matches that were a little bit undercooked and the TV almost fell away like as a result, you know? And so the hype, to me, feels... Um, not quite as rich, not quite as palpable as it has been previously. I mean, I'm excited to watch the show, but it doesn't quite feel the way it has on previous pay-per-view Sundays. Topo, would you agree with that, or um, am I simply getting old? 
Yeah, my uh, my hype is more based off of the track record of AEW pay-per-views as opposed yeah. to like this specific card. I mean, I'm excited for it, but there mm-hmm. there's been a lot stronger cards. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think you know their track record speaks for itself. So I, I think you're right to kind of to cite that. Um, Dukes, what are you thinking? Overall yeah. hype hitting at the pipe. Still pretty high. Like I woke up today and I was like, "Fuck yeah, revolutions today!" But uh, the matches I'm looking forward to, I'm really, really looking. For. Should be good. Oh, um, I, I think they'll deliver. It was very interesting. So, but did you just like not hear Dukes for a second then, or was that just me? Yeah, that was a solid like three seconds oh, of nothing. Yeah. He was so excited, he broke his mic for a moment. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, all right, there you go, folks. We'll get them, we'll circle back to Revolution later and kind of give a more um traditional preview, even in somewhat brief brief fashion. Before we get to the uh dynamite talk, no one gunkle always pops me in the chat has resubscribed and with us now for seven whole months. Incredible. I'm not sure you should be proud or ashamed, but nonetheless. They say Bing Bong is back. Well, depends who you ask, really, but he's here, certainly. And we have some professional wrestling to discuss. You mentioned the ladder match, Tope. We'll start there for Dynamite. Um, you know, these are – you know what you get in when you – this is one of those cases, buy the ticket, take the ride, right? You know what you get in with these deals. It's, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be carnage. There are a couple guys in this one where it's like, hmm, I wonder what he'll do in this. The answer to one of those questions was nothing. Um, the answer to other was lots of clotheslines, which – I mean, work for me. Uh, Commander had his big kind of debut in the promotion and did his, his signature spot on a couple of different ways. Um, did some Takesh to Hobbs action. Oh, yeah. A lot going on here. Jam-packed match. Dukes, what did you make of the uh, the face of the revolution ladder match? I think this is like the best ladder match they've ever done. Ooh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, you think this is better than the trio's game seven? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you think this was better than the original Bucks Lucha Bros match? Ladder match. Ooh. I Maybe also not. think the Hangman Casino one was better. I think that was a better moment. I think I actually like this match overall, like the whole thing more. Cody and Sammy. Had a nice high spot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. That's interesting. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, you know. <laughs> It's interesting. Carry on, Dukes. Uh, yeah, that uh, little interaction that Hobbs and Takeshita had, where they were just lariating, lariating each other, mm-hmm. real grabs. It was really good. I can't wait stuff. for that match if it ever happens. It should. I mean, it should happen for the TNT title, probably, right? Factual. It feels like it feels like it be something we can look forward to. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it was definitely a fun time. I, I'm trying to think. It's, I'm always I always struggle with the multi-man format compared to the tags. I, I find it easier to follow because I'm old. But I'm intrigued. Toby, do you co-sign Dukes' bold statement to lead this program? Yeah, I mean, if especially I mean, this is a very vibes-based program, and these multi-man ladder matches are always always very high vibes. Like you can't have them every week, or else it'd be very very repetitive. But every once in a while, getting something like that just it rules. Indeed, fair enough. Okay, I'm intrigued though. One one quick question on this. Do you guys think, looking at the pay-per-view card, do you guys not think this could have actually provided some nice balance to the card in terms of like breaking up the singles matches? Because while I get why they wanted to do this on TV, I was looking at the card earlier today and I was kind of thinking, I almost wonder if they should have switched one of the singles matches to this TV, right? And and done the ladder match on the pay-per-view because... Mm -hmm. 
you know, for in the name of just variety, right? It feels like it could have helped the card. Is that? I'm not saying it's a big deal, folks. To be clear, I'm not saying it's like a major mistake they made. But Tope, does that make any sense to you, or was you for the decision of putting this on the TV rather than the uh, pay per view itself? I agree with that. The only issue would be the only singles match that you would switch it with would be the Jericho one. And I think if that mm. feud doesn't have a pay per view match, then it's going to keep going, and hopefully yeah. that does not happen. I was kind of, this was the direction I was leaning, I must admit. I was leaning towards the big man. Well, both big men. Samoa Joe and Wardlow was the kind of, what I was thinking, you know, the TNT title and doing that on TV. I don't know, Dukes, what do you reckon? How do you feel about this uh, This kind of choice to put the face of the revolution ladder match and not on, on revolution? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it worked out because that show kind of right. needed that, that match, but, you know, hindsight. But I think Wardlow and Joe could have, would have been the match I would have switched if I had to choose one. It's also worth noting there's a very good chance that Wardlow and Joe are going to give the show balance in a different way and do like a sprint, which I think is very, very feasible tonight. So there's there's some moving pieces here, but I thought it was worth mentioning. This kind of just circle Hobbs here, and you know he obviously got the win here at home. Um, great reaction for him. He looked great, always does. I am... I'd, I'd never like to do the big hyperbolic, like it's now or never, because it's dumb. He's a young guy. But man... It feels like he needs to win this match on Wednesday, doesn't it? Like, regardless of what happens on Sunday, I feel like Hobbs falling short again in a big mm -hmm. spot. I don't know, man. Like, he's waited a long time. I mean, the Ricky thing, he lost to Arthur Ashe, and since then they've been rebuilding him with the Book of Hobbs stuff that was hit and certainly miss. Um, the opening video is really good, and he ended up just with him in a book. Um, I think he needs this one, Dukes. How kind of imperative do you think it is for Hobbs himself to, to get this – Get this TNT title on his waist. I think it's. I think it needs to happen. Like, yeah. It just. It feels like it's time. It feels like the way the crowd was reacting for it uh, for him. I know it's his hometown, but still, mm -hmm. like it just feels. It just feels right. Feels overdue, right, Tope? Yeah, definitely. The problem is, is that it's kind of a rock and a hard place because I right. feel like Wardlow's in the exact same spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. No one going to just say the same thing. He said him and Wardlow, both of the can't lose spot, which makes putting them against each other a weird choice. It kind of makes me wonder if they have sang up their sleeve tonight with Wardlow. Like, mm -hmm. he's going to win, but he's going to leave it in a way that it, it may, intri intrigues me in that regard. You know, like, if there's a way they can set this up that will protect Wardlow about completely undercutting what Hobbs is about to do. Um, very, very interesting. We'll get to our pay-per-view predictions later, obviously, but yeah, the ladder match was, was a hit, clearly. Um, Eddie Kingston was allegedly in this ladder match. He uh, he brawled with Ortiz to the back, and then afterwards on Twitter.com, it was announced uh, by Eddie himself that he had quit the promotion. Um, Chris, on the other hand, has not quit Fleet Week. He has just joined us here. Chris, how are you? Doing pretty good. I'm uh, experimenting with the new setup. If there's a problem with anything, please let me know. <laughs> it sounds like you're on like a yeah. – like, it sounds like you're doing ring announcing. The, the, the mic yeah, the audio like God is incredible. talking to me. It's like booming. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Um, nonetheless, we'll, we'll let it play out. Chris, what did you think of the ladder match on Wednesday? <laughs> I thought it was good. I didn't think there was a problem with the refs holding the thing at all. I thought it was great. The sound is, the sound is fucking incredible. <laughs> is it, if, if it's bad, please let me know. Is it bad? It might check your settings because it might not be your mic that's actually like being used. It may, it may be, it may not be. It's not like bad. 
it's more funny because it sounds yeah. like you're doing like a <laughs> it sounds like you're doing a promo <laughs> sounds like you're That's on stage funny. is the mic uh, i don't know um we'll... <laughs> I, mean, I, feel, I think it's pretty funny person this fuck this rock with it who cares all right um okay chris like the ladder match folks said she keeping the score at home um eddie kingston quit the promotion true so suicida what do you think of his chances in the world wrestling federation I'm just sad that we're not going to be able to talk about him on Fleet Week anymore. I mean, he's yeah. he's one of my favorite guys. I, I like him, and you know, he just he just quit. He let us all down. Yeah. It's really disappointing. Yeah, it was um all bits aside. You know, obviously we know where King ended up. He didn't wait long to find his new home in in the land of honor, but um not the most uh, exciting execution of a character like Eddie Kingston leaving. The brand will say, uh, you know, I guess that's what the best way to frame it. Um, Dukes, what did you make of Kings for now? I want to stress for now, uh, last night on Dynamite. It was pretty interesting to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the actual like performance on Dynamite was incredible. He just mm-hmm. he, like dropped the ladder on Ortiz and he's like, all right, that's it, let's go. Because <laughs> he was already leaving. That's the thing yeah. that was most like. It wasn't a case of they just simply brought to the bear. Like he was leaving and Ortiz chased him. So then they brought to the bear. It mm-hmm. appeared he was just walking off, <laughs> um, which I mean, I, I respect on many levels, but very, very interesting. Chris, what did you make of uh, Eddie Kingston quitting all elite wrestling? I thought it was great given where he ended up personally for me. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought the little segment at the end was cool. You had a jump start on the Eddie Kingston situation, right? Because you were in attendance. So, you know, not only did you know you showed up, but he also did the independent contract line, which we're now aware was like the bit, I guess, because in Eddie's mind, it, it makes no sense that he's simply gone to it, the Ring of Honor. He's just been an independent contractor, which I mean, fair. Um, we'll see if that means he shows up on SmackDown at some point. We shall see, folks. Keep your eyes Stop that. glued to that one. Stay tuned to Fed Dead for updates on that front, folks. Um, we will talk Ring of Honor briefly after this Dynamite segment. But closing segment, they close with a promo. They don't do this very often in AEW, but they close. It was actually a brief one too. Brian cutting Max off and and uh, getting all sorts of fired up and talking for his career as he closed the show with a kind of you know big time babyface statement. I saw a lot of people responded to that segment with an increased confidence that maybe just maybe the American Dragon. He's going to leave this thing as the world's champion. Didn't fool me. Chris, did Brian, did he convince you? I know you're a big fan. Did he convince you he's leaving this thing with the world title? I mean, I hope so, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting, though. I showed it again to my roommates who are big Max fans. They were not mm-hmm. convinced. Um, actually, they were convinced. They were like, oh, oh, I think I think that guy's going to win. I was like, he's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> hate go. to break it to you guys. I was like, yeah. There you go. You're, you're in the same boat as me. I know there's some people in the chat kind of debating it. Um, and people online have been debating it all week. Dukes, is, is Danielson, is he, is he fooling you? What you got? Uh, I would love to be fooled, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not being, I, it's not, a, yeah. He yeah. did say, he did say fuck, which was very good. Increase the vibes. One fight that was just an un, mm-hmm. uninterrupted fuck, too. Yeah. <laughs> which. <laughs> Incredible piece of phrasing on my part. <laughs> Topay. <laughs> what do you reckon, Chief? Brian, is he, is he convincing you? Absolutely not. But if you have any faith, plus 900, <laughs> plus yeah, 900, Brian Danielson, throw five on it. If you have any faith, it's a waste of $5, but 
you know. Oh, man. I think it's I worth love, it. I love Danielson, but that being where we're at in terms of like, it, it says something. I don't even know what. But <laughs> the fact that is one, he's one of my favorites ever, and I think he has no intention to be the world champion. He's like one of the weirdest. There's no one like him in wrestling history. I'm almost certain of this. Bro, folks, Brian Danielson may well be the greatest professional wrestler ever. And I have absolutely not, uh, not even like a percentage of belief that he wants to be the world champion at this point. He doesn't seem interested in it at all. Um, now, the character, let me be clear, the character on Wednesday stressed that he was interested in it, but I don't know. He's not fooling me. I've been hurt too many times. Oh, Ash was the last straw for me. I was convinced. And as it me got too. closer, I thought, oh, my God, he's not going to win this thing. Um, so, yeah, that's where, that's where I'm at. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll lock in predictions later. But good segment there, right, boys? Fair say. Very yeah, strong segment. Sure. Close. Um, all right. Speaking of strong segments, John Moxley cut one of the best promos of his career on Wednesday. I mean, unbelievable promo. Like, he's one. Of, I think he's the best promo in wrestling by a mile. I've been consistent on this. Like, you know, when Monty was doing his awards, I I, I took a very firm stance in this regard because I just I don't think anyone's close to him in terms of a combination of content and delivery. Like, he's so special in that regard. Again, there's a certain guy who's you know a bit of a sleeping giant right now who may be returning soon who couldn't. Who can run him close? But other than him, I don't think anyone's matching Mox in that regard. Um, this was one of his finest efforts yet. Iconic visual of the blood and the, on the steps and all that came with it. And, um, incredible effort. Topo, what would you make of Moxley's big time go home promo? It was absolutely incredible when the camera panned down and you just saw it dripping and the puddle of blood. Yeah. Oh my God. Real grabs. The, yes, only, the only possible mm-hmm. response you could have to it, real grabs. Yeah, real grabs. Um, Dukes, I know Hangman Adam Page is your guy. He cut a good promo. What did you make of the of his retort to, to Mox? I loved it because I think it kind of summed up the feud and how they're both kind of the guy but in different ways and they both have mm-hmm. different kind of philosophies on how they want to All do right. things. I think it, uh, I think it uh, displayed that pretty well. He had some killer lines in there too, but he was like outside and it was windy. It was weird. Yeah, the content was really good. I thought. Yeah, yeah. I also agree what Matt said on Thursday in terms of like it felt, it felt like one of Hangman's best efforts in terms of being. That it was middle. balanced. Yeah. yeah, he was aggressive, but not like yelling too much. Or you know, it was, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice blend in that regard. Chris, who do you think? I mean, it's not fair to say who got the better. But what did you make of the the promo battle with uh, Mox and Hangman? Those little sort of dueling pre tapes they did on Wednesday. Yeah, I think um, right off the bat, Mox got the better of it just for the fact that there was, you know, the visuals of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did think it was great, the contrast of the two, like you guys mentioned, both in like philosophy, but also the setup. And I just enjoyed how they were both like, they were just in it. They were in it. They're they're so far deep into the story right now that like, I I don't know, it was just, it it felt real, which is, again, what we Mm -hmm. love to see. Um, And yeah, I, I thought they both did great. I think that's the match I'm most excited for tonight. Yeah, I um, I think that's a pretty natural conclusion to draw watching the TV. To be honest, I think this the, the one thing that's working against this obviously is look they've wrestled three times, right? And Mox has bled in all of them or two of them, all of them. I think all of them. And like, I don't care to be clear. I'm not trying to police how much John Moxley you know does that real grabs and runs the razor, but you know, like inevitably, what does happen with that is when they say Texas Death Match, you're like, well, yeah, I mean. Of course, like I've seen him do a lot, you know. So he, there isn't that kind of element of the next level. Now, don't get me wrong; I think they're going to go to one tonight. Um, but 
they have told one hell of a story with this deal, you know, and this kind of element Demon Green touches on, like the idea that Moxley is still very much wearing the scars emotionally of what happened to him, right, getting knocked out, mm-hmm. which I think knowing what Moxley's his interests are and how much he's a fan of like combat sports, I think he's very much borrowed because that's something people always say about, you know, like fighters who really um, – who really pride themselves on their sort of machismo and, and bravado, when they get knocked out, it's like a big blow to the ego. It yeah. takes a lot to rebuild that confidence. And I think Moxley's tapping into that in a pretty subtle way. Now, the finish tonight will give a better clue as to how accurate or inaccurate that was because, you know, the finish to tonight's match is going to be a count to 10, right? So I think that may become relevant tonight, but we shall see. I, they've definitely got my attention in terms of the story they've told. I think they've done a, a terrific job. So um, good shit on that front. Also good to see Riho back. Uh, she had a match with Tony Storm. It wasn't like a blow-away match by any means, right? And the finish... The Rampage got... match was better. Yes, it was. We'll, we'll cross that bridge here momentarily. But um, I guess the question here is, like, this Tony Storm situation's a weird one, huh? Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of being presented as a full-on lackey for Soraya. I mean, she lost again here. And, I mean, I'm always happy to see Riho win, but it was kind of jarring to see her lose again here. It felt – I mean, it shouldn't be. I guess it's where I, we should kind of be expecting things to go. But um, is it fair to say that this heel turn, Chris, is not exactly um, – it's not come with the, the win-loss results you would hope for a, a sort of player of Tony Storm's importance, right? Thus far, she's kind of – since she's turned heel, she's lost more than she's won. Yeah, I think I, – I, like, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it hasn't um, – like – because I think it depends on who you ask mm-hmm. would say that like this has helped her or not because she's in a prominent position and like the main feud for the women. Right. But I, I just think, yeah, like from where she was with the title to where we are now, for me at least, like it's it's not at the potential that I think it should be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I think she should be like one of the main players. And I think it's just a matter of what the story looks like that it, it like that's not where she fits necessarily in the story that they're telling. And it, I don't know, it just feels like uh, out of place. I, it's just something's not clicking for me in this. We need to add something here. Certainly. There's a few things not clicking, I think, at this point in terms of the, the feud in general. Um, you know, I, I'm reminded of that segment that Tony did after she lost the belt where she had the big black eye and she was kind of talking about trying to get it back. I mean, I, like, I think, you know, Tony as a character is never going to be someone who blows you away. It was pretty good stuff. And now it's like she just feels completely un, you know um unimportant too far but In- uninteresting yes yeah, certainly uninteresting but even when you could accuse her of that previously which you could right let's be fair it's not like she was a, you know an, a, an yeah. Eddie Kingston as a baby face but even when you could accuse her of that she always was treated with relative importance right and she felt like she was a major player um she feels secondary to me right now like, yeah in the whole yeah scheme of things and let's be fair i mean you kind of alluded to it some talking about someone that could be added if she was secondary to mercedes you can kind of live with that right secondary to this current incarnation of soraya is pretty rough i mean that's not i don't think anyone agrees i don't think anyone feels like that's where she should be um tope any kind of are there any sort of bigger concerns to you as to where tony's at right now I kind of agree with what everyone has said so far. Like, it definitely feels like she's taking a step back. Um, she's She feels less important than she did, obviously, as champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly kind of surprised they didn't add, like, a Brit-Tony match even on the pre-show. 
Yeah, like, me too. I, I felt like that was kind of a guarantee, but yeah, who knows? Just the one woman's match tonight, right? Which, yeah. I mean, I know that's like a thing that everyone talks about with the TV shows, but on the pay-per-views, they've generally had at least two, right? Since the TBS titles come around. I mean, a couple of them, I think, I want to say that um, the last pay-per-view had three, right? It had, it had Jade versus... Nyla. Nyla. It had Soraya and Bria, and it had Jamie and Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be clear, folks, I'm aware of the names I just gave. They weren't exactly, you know, uh, the Tokyo Dome by any means. But what I'm getting at is, is that's kind of... Um, that kind of captures the the sort of decrease in where it felt like we were going, right? It felt like things were trending positive, and they've not just stalled. They've kind of gone the opposite way, which is a shame. Um well, hopefully tonight will be a positive step, if nothing else, because the story hasn't been very good, but hopefully the match will be good. All right. Where's this vibrator time? Everyone's favorite time of the week. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> this week's Fleet Week vibrator is sponsored by a show that returns on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, The Historical Oracle. All right, we've got, we've got a couple of things here we didn't talk about. Well, first thing, anyway, um, Big Bill, Big Ass Punch, um, which is in reference to Big Bill's unsuccessful challenge for the All-Atlantic title. Uh, good performance for Big Bill, right, boys? Did well. Yeah, this match was awesome. Almost impeccable vibes here for the opener. Um, it's like Big Bill has had a hilarious run for a range of reasons. He came in on the back of a bidding war. He was called Big Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the firm, which is funny in itself. He has a team of Lee Moreau that's like weirdly good, and he's maybe the best <laughs> team in the promotion. <laughs> um, but he's doing good. Where did like is there a place for him? I guess my question is, where does he fit like long term? What does what do they do with him? Because it feels like he deserves something, but traditionally he is not the archetype that Tony has done a great job with. He's fair to say, right at this point. So, um, any any idea as to what you do a big bill? You know, beyond I, this kind of angle, I think just this. Yeah, he just he just sort of is a good challenges for like the All Atlantic or the TNT. Yeah, and he just loses. But like, I don't want him to become like like Lance Archer, but like I feel like that's a good archetype for what he could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get. Um, he's willingly goofy, which helps him, right? Yes. I think goes what saying. So there you go. All right, uh, Mox gushes and loses his mind. Uh, we we climb here not far because we're already pretty high, but we get to impeccable vibes as expected for Moxley Promo, which we covered. Um, this next one is some of your worst work, boys. Just, I just it. horrific. Um, it was so funny. Firstly, this is factual and very true. Uh, law assault, <laughs> which is in reference to an all time bad angle on Wednesday, they did that just somehow it wasn't bad, is it was somehow a it was a, it was terrible, man. The the audible selling when the <laughs> was unbelievably bad. Nonetheless, <laughs> how's the blade attacking Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? He's still above good vibes. Which... Matt selling the back was good. <laughs> the lights came on and Matt was selling his back. That was a good bit. That's a good bit, yes. But as a you know, as a professional, re- see to me that sounds like pop, but you know, bad. That's what it sounds bad like. about it. I mean. <laughs> The, 
the thing with the, with the lights went out, you just heard like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it was> awesome. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I respect it. Um, okay, let me let me take the comment down so I can see what the fuck this says. Uh, men murder each other for Sonic Ring. This went beyond impeccable. I thought, my this. God, you guys had a blast for this thing, huh? Yeah, awesome. I thought I Mox should have been higher than this. Yeah, I, agree. I agree completely. Dukes. I think, they both, I think they both should have been just impeccable. Okay, so whose idea was it for it to break the scale? Mine. <laughs> hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. All right, hang on, let's circle back here. Chris said, I think Mock should have been higher than this. Tope said, I agree. <laughs> yes. This is what, Chris, this is what I deal with. Okay. Chris was not there when we originally rated the vibes. <laughs> so Dukes and, I, Dukes and I had to uh, compromise a little bit. <laughs> I'm glad they're getting the con coin because they ain't getting any other fucking LNG one. <laughs> let, them make, let them make their money, fellas, right? Let them, let them do it. Um, <laughs> if they want to walk the, the Raj road, then let them, <laughs> then let them do it. All right. All right we, we, we drop off some here in between <laughs> mid and pops for um, Jericho makes another young star, which is in reference to his match with Pit Revlon. Why did why was that a thing? Surely he's losing tonight, right? That's the reason. He had I to thought get a they win. were doing a losing streak thing. They were once. They stopped doing it. Why? Oh. You should have lost to Peter Avalon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, did you see his quote about it where he was like, "People said I buried Peter Avalon. How? I sold the whole match and hit one move." And it's like, firstly, no one said you buried Peter Avalon. Secondly, the fact that you beat him with one move is kind of why people would say. It. <laughs> Yeah, he also he also said he's never ever going to beat Action Andretti ever, <laughs> which is fucking awesome. <laughs> just cornering himself to put like just because you know it's prove a point online. Um, there you go. All right, uh, we we then we do climb dramatically for Hangman's retort. Impeccable vibes. Either you live or you die. We have some Drago action here on the graphic. Um, we talked about this, but I am a little surprised that it's equal with the Mox. That's all I'll say, fellas. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not, not arguing, but, you know. I think my argument for that is they're kind of interwoven. You know what I mean? Okay. They're kind of, they have to be on the same level because they, like, lend to each other. Yeah. Much like they used to. Right. <laughs> I just saw that in a media section. I was like, oh, that needs to be on the screen. <laughs> All right. His name is so dumb. Um, okay. Uh, Jungle Boy watched Holes too much as a kid. I couldn't think of anything better. Shia LaBeouf references here in our 2023s. Are we doing, folks? Good Lord. Tope Suicide. What do you have to say for yourself? Look at the graphic. I mean, get Anna J off my screen. What are we doing here? <laughs> My God, that was aggressive, especially with the with the with the uh, acoustics going over there. <laughs> um, okay, all right. We uh, nonetheless, that was in between pops and good vibes. Uh, we then we climb above the good vibes for it's the hookster, which I think is actually worse than the holes reference. It's honestly. comparable, yeah, yeah. Um, which I mean, I had fun with the Mount Hardy. I don't know if it needs to be above good vibes, but you know, you guys are getting paid as well, me. Um, we dropped to mid for Riho back. My God, fellas, there's a big gap there between that Matt Hardy match and the, uh, <laughs> and the Riho one. You may want to pull that one for a little bit, just for branding purposes, you know? I don't know. I, love I agree you with know. this. You, uh, you know who to talk to. Yeah, you. 
Cap. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> you may you do it every week. This is fascinating. This this running bit where Dukes blames Tobe and Tobe blames Dukes is really something. It, well, Chris incredible. is never there, so yeah. <laughs> I just I don't I don't I'm kind of baffled at how you've reached such a wide disparity between these two, and you both feel the other is to blame. <laughs> I will say the original name of Reho back was much better, but no, 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 no. You would have been sent. To- Wait, what was the what was the original name? Uh, Rehoney Storm. He just put their names together. It's oh the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I will leave that. Naturally, naturally, Limitless brings us back up to good vibes. Unfortunately, the image we have here was not the one we saw on, on Wednesday, which was a shame because, Keith, that look was something else. Um, <laughs> right, here it is. We've we finally got to talk about it. We draw it off now all the way to to below shits, to just, just, just nothing. Yeah, Zero. No. No vibes whatsoever. No. For the- <laughs> <laughs> for the battle royal, the tag, the casino tag team baron out. If you watched a dynamite grin along, you'll know how I felt about this. It broke me, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. You know, and I was, I'm actually glad it was on the air because if not, I feel like people could have alleged it was because the FTR didn't come back. But if you watched me watch it, you'll know that I broke around seven entrances into this battle royal. Um, at one point, there was around six minutes between entrance, and then there was like 30 seconds for the next one. This is one of the worst matches they've ever done on Dynamite, right? Has to be. Easily. Yep. Yeah. It went on forever, too. It wasn't even like funny bad. It was just like... Just uh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. first, I was like, I was like, oh, it's bad because, you know, FTR is going to be the saving grace and it's going to be okay and we're going to forget how bad it was. And then they just never showed up. It was... I can't even about to say this, boys. I'm ashamed of myself, but... It was so bad. I'm glad FTR didn't show up. That was it. Was that bad? You know, Whoa. it was like it was so bad, and the crowd was so bored that I almost think it would have been a shame if they'd have shown up after that match. Like it was horrific. Um, how do you feel about the finish? I mean, it was pointed out to me. <clears throat> this is not a late ad lib because Dan House and, and Orange Cassidy have been feuding with Jeff and Jay, right? Yeah, which and the completely... guns the guns took out the best friends and yeah. Right. It, this was all completely lost on me because I my initial reaction was just, oh my fucking god, boy. Um yeah, I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about Dan House and Orange going to the pipes? I mean, the match I think will be fine because everyone's very over and it will be fun. But like mm-hmm. I'd rather it just be a good tag match. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, uh, I hope well, I'm gonna pop for Jane, and I hope that Orange has the uh, the T-shirt on, the cool T-shirt. Pop. I will say uh, the reason this is not in the negative is because Ozzy Open were in it, and that's the only reason. You talking about your favorite tag team of all time? You like them, Ozzy Open? All time, all time to stretch, but currently, yeah. yes. Okay, good call, Carl. All right, um, go home, part of you segment. We bring ourselves back up to pops. I thought it would be higher, honestly, but. They Frankly had to, this point, you know. yeah. They were they were running on, you know. That's fair. It, it I remember it. It's momentum, right? It's a momentum yes. game. All right, folks. There you go. Is the uh, Fleet Week vibrator once again sponsored by the Historical Oracle. All right, before we proceed here, I want to shout out Joe, who has 
resubscribe and with us now for 10 months. He says, Nikki Haru, Bella Sour. <laughs> <laughs> really feel like Joe really could have gone with Nikki Sour there. You know, something I'm used to saying very much. <laughs> you know, Nikki Haru, crazy. Bella Sour helping Soraya win. Um, yeah, that would be something. Nikki being the third gal, my God. Also, do we think uh, do we think Max is going to be yelling at children today? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. Oh, you mean at the pay per view? Yeah, I thought you meant in the DMs. Um, what? All right, we have (laughs) Crokey has cheered three hundred bits. He says, "All hell, all hell, Crokey." Thank you very much, pal. We hope you're well. Hope you're fired up for the pay per view. Um, We appreciate support, mate. Appreciate very much. Right, let's talk Ring of Honor quickly. There was a lot of graps on the old Ring of Honor program, oh, yeah. Universal. I know, Chris, you were there. Um, I'll start with you, Chris, as you know, being in attendance for what I believe was around 175 matches. Uh, how did it translate to TV like, or on a club? Where they, like, how was it? Did it feel um, – did it capture the energy correctly that was in the building? I think it really did. I think it enhanced it too. I don't remember the crowd being that hot for – well, not that they were super hot, but I thought, you know, in the building they could have respected Zach a little more. Than I thought they did, mm-hmm. but I think it came across a little better on TV. Episode two is what I'm most excited for, um, because mm-hmm. that has Aussie Open and Willow and Athena, and I just need to make it known now, you guys, that like it's that match is a testament, or, or just the the crowd for that match is a testament to how good it is, because that's after like three and a half hours of wrestling, right. and they got the place like hot. So I thought I thought it was a great crowd. Um, it definitely like different than dark, at least mm-hmm. for me. I, I, maybe that's my bias talking because I was there, but um, I thought it was a great show. I think if they keep doing stuff like that, it's 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 only going to go up. I definitely agree with you about being different to dark. I mean, obviously there will, there will be overlap because a lot of the AEW talent is going to be featured, right? It's just inevitable. And almost you know, there's only like five guys in AEW that don't work dark, so like, it's always going to have that kind of that crossover, but. I think the broad strokes very positive. Dukes, what did you make of uh, Ring of Honor's television debut or return? I loved it, man. I, it was a little jarring to start just opening with uh, the yeah, Trustbusters music. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the show ruled. I love the whole Willow um, thing. It was really yes. good. Yeah, that was my... I mean, I rewatched some of the stuff with uh, with Papa Holbert. And the Zack Sabre Jr. match was really good. Blake mm-hmm. Christian looked really good in that match, to his credit. Zack's obviously great. Um, and the main event was like an excellent television main event. AR Fox, man, he has made the absolute most of this opportunity, right? Every time he's been out there, he's made the most of it. So I really like the match, but my favorite part of like TV was Willow's part, you know, like the way she, the way she connected with, I mean, she's already over, but the way she connected and the way that Ian's put her character over and, and the way that even Lady Frost got a couple of things and made the most of them in their match. That was real grabs. That was some like old school studio uh, wrestling. So was, that, that, was, that, is, was um, that is one thing actually. Now that you mentioned that, I did notice when I was watching it that I was really hoping would mm-hmm. come across is like how much that place loves Willow. Yeah. Like she came out and once her music hit, it was like I don't know. It was just different. She was definitely the most over person, uh, at least for night one. I wasn't there yeah. for night two, but yeah, it was crazy. My dad was like, "She is now my favorite. I like her." That's it, man. That's real grabs. Oh, I mean, yeah. she. Like, I mean, this is, um, it says a lot about how good she is that she, it works in big buildings too, but like that is really the perfect kind of setting for a character out on TV. Cause it's like everyone there is close enough. They feel like they're really experienced in it, you know, 
Now again, she has so much charisma that it actually works in big, you know, big rooms for you. But saying like that, she'll always be be golden. Um, I wish you came across great. Sorry, Pat, what did you think of uh of Ring of Honor Television? I know you had a little bit of a I'm told you lashed out on Thursday, Tope. Which now, let me be clear, for any further, what, what I was told about the lashing out, I don't necessarily disagree with, so you don't have to feel like I'm going to attack you here. Dukes might. I'm not. But, Probably um, will. How did you feel about it? No intro really threw me off. I was I was yeah. all the way out with the no intro <laughs> in that first match. You turned it off. <laughs> someone uh, someone showed up, and then uh, the graps, and I was, I was all the way back in. Uh, so... Very good, very fun show we, by the we end. We had color in the first match. We did, yeah. That match was really good, by the way. It was. Chris and Slim J was good. Um, Oracle was not doing a bit when he said Slim J was good. I respect that. And sometimes it feels like he's making up because he looks like him, but it, I think it's true. He's good at it. Um, yeah, now that, I, I like to, I, I've said, you know, I, I go into first dance, so I don't want to. Look, this is hard because. It's a streaming service that, as much as I like the tape library, is ultimately being sold on one week, you know, one episode a week of TV. So I get why you don't want it to be like an hour. I don't know if it needs to be two hours and five minutes every week, simply put. It probably will be. Yeah. Um, I think it's got like another nine matches this week. And it, like, look, ultimately, I can pick and choose and I will pick and choose. And I completely get and concede that it's its own streaming service. So you need to give the people value for money and bank for their buck. I get it. Um, uh, I do think ten matches for TV is is probably a little bit on the on the uh, it's probably a little much. I mean, I like the interviews. I think they can get kind of creative for them as they go. It will also help if they kind of have some good promos on the show at some point. That will be helpful. You know, can't win them all. Uh, the big question is that Andrew kind of gets into here. Do we think they're going to get a distinct roster? I mean, this feels relevant in terms of Fleet Week purposes because I guess the question is. If there's a ton of bleed over and crossover with the rosters, what is Ring of Honor's selling point? And, and that's kind of the biggest question. Um, I don't know. Dukes, what do you reckon? What do you think chances are of Tony really drawing a line here? Or do you think it's always going to just kind of be this sort of fluid deal? Uh, I think it'll probably be fluid for the most part with some like staples of Ring of Honor, like Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess the question is. It feels like Claudio and Eddie is very important in that regard, right? Because if Eddie Kingston wins the world's title and he's clearly going to be a ring of honor guy for the foreseeable future because they just did a quit, you know, he just quit the promotion in AEW. It's like then you could kind of go in the direction of this is the ring of honor guys. Claudio is never going to be an exclusive ring of honor guy because he's in the Blackpool Combat Club, which is like one yeah. of the main acts on the on the TV show. So that's going to be an interesting balance to strike. Um Chris, is that something that matters to you as a fan? Like, are you more likely to be invested in Ring of Honor TV if it's a clear this is the roster, or is it just like you want it to be a kind of a, a mix of different guys from different places? I like the mix thing, and I think it's it's definitely a case of like this is the this is right now Tony's answer. At least what what it felt like when you know when I was like letting everybody know who was there and stuff was like mm-hmm. it felt like that was Tony's answer to the whole like AEW's roster is way too big thing. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of times I'm like, man, Athena should just be on AEW, mm-hmm. right? And his answer to that is like, okay, well, we got a lot of stuff going on. Or to him is a lot of stuff going on with the women's division right now. Like, the best way to showcase her is Ring of Honor right now yeah. to give her time and stuff. And I think that, again, like, with that match um, and hopefully, like, 
she ends up doing the Yuka feud or whatever she does from there um, would be great to be like, yeah, they, there's not enough time on Wednesdays and Fridays for that, for Tony in his mm. head or whatever. So this is what we get. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. It's going to be really interesting from a talent point of view. You know, if they do draw a line in the sand in terms of this is Ring of Honor guy, it's like, we're going to watch it because we're great big fucking nerds. But it is obviously also worth noting, like, you know, in terms of exposure, there's a big difference, right? I mean, it, obviously, it's not, I'm not breaking any news on that front. I mean, I think Honor Club, we haven't got any numbers. I'd guess they have around 20, 30,000 subscribers. I mean, I, I think that would be pretty good at this point. I'd honestly be surprised there at the latter. Um, and based on Tope Suicida's latest count, around 850,000 people watched Dynamite last week. So, you know, it's a, it's a big difference. So it will be interesting if that matters to some of the talent. It will matter to, you know, it certainly won't matter to all of them because most guys are just like, what's one again paid? God bless, right? But it will be interesting. Like someone like an Athena, to use Chris's example, as a fan of hers, I'm more than happy for her to be the main character in that division because, you know, it's no different to me. I'm watching it all. But like, does she, when she signed for AEW, did she do so to be on TBS? We'll find out, right? I mean, that would be just an interesting kind of dynamic to watch unfold. Um, Tope, where are you at in terms of your, like, likelihood to consume Ring of Honor consistently? Because I know, again, like, I know you were lashing out on Thursday and calling Duke's a piece of shit. It's like, what do you think? You say What's it's going to hook you, Drake? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, Eddie Kingston and the Kingdom are on the TV show, so I'll probably stay watching. The Kingdom being a part of that is incredible. Eddie <laughs> Kingston and the Kingdom? I've reversed my course on the Kingdom. I love them. They should be on every TV. I is wonder this why. A, is this a Maria <laughs> bit? Is this what you're doing? You read, no, you're no really comment. making this your brand? The sky you, blue slash you, Maria Canellis yeah. guy. Really? Whoa, she's a real wrestler. I just, you know, if I, she give these fellas platforms, you know, and they just, it's just no unfortunate. Class. No, none at all, no man. Class. It's unfortunate. All right. Let's, uh, let's move here to Rampage uh, momentarily. Uh, Riho and Emmy Sakura, I thought was the highlight of the show by quite a bit, actually. I thought this match was a hoot. Emmy's getting some TV chances. Jim Ross has decided. Um, that she is in fact one of his favorite wrestlers. Respect, agreed. Uh, this, you know, Riho looked better, immediately better here. Uh, Chris did not watch Rampage. Dukes did. Did you like this match? Loved it. Good, good stuff. Toby, <laughs> did you watch Rampage? Yeah, I was. I was like kind of half watching. It was. It was fun. Half watching, you say? It's Fridays at it? ten. Come on. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it's almost weirder to half watch, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was on in the background. I was doing stuff. Yeah, I should probably watch the shows that we cover on here. Mm. It's late night grin, chief. I don't know if you've seen. No one does that around here. <laughs> it's kind of right passage in the contracts. Uh, this is true. Just lied. The kingdom are actually. The kingdom are actually better than all the AEW Hill teams. Yes, I think. Like if we like get rid of the bit because you know the lead big bill thing, I was kind of popping myself. But the kingdom are definitely better than the guns. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Leafler are a pretty good team, must be said. Then it becomes a matter of Sanjay or Maria, which I'll let Tope decide on that. Sanjay. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, but nonetheless, Riho and Emmy was was terrific. Uh, hopefully, Emmy can kind of just have one of these like Rampage matches every few weeks, please. So much fun. Such a great wrestler watch. So, uh, really good stuff. All right. Four way. Uh, in the tag division, we had Aussie Open, Uter and Claudio. Um, who else was it? <laughs> Silver and Reynolds and Top Flight. Correct? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was this good? I think so. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Toby, are you what do you, you got like a decision on this? Because I was not convinced, but it, it turns out I lied. I actually didn't start watching until after this match. <laughs> so I didn't see this, even though I'm a big Aussie open fan. <laughs> so I assume I assume it was great, but Bro, you know. he's two favorite wrestlers ever and he fucking did even watch him wrestle on the rampage. That's crazy, man. With Jim Ross on commentary too. The disrespect unbelievable. All right. I didn't I didn't really know what to make of it, but um you know, you get what you get, I suppose. Uh, I'm seeing this bit in the chat. Butcher and Blade. I don't know, man. I love Butcher and Blade, but Butch gets very red out there. Oh, he gets very, oh, yeah. very red, you know. I mean, I, I love him, but I don't think they're better than the kingdom. Um, team TNA know. is probably, as an overall act, Lethal and Jarrett are probably the best team. Um, which, you know, make of that what you will. Uh, speaking of uh, good wrestlers, Parker Boudreaux. Well. I learned I it was a U before the R, or a U before the D. Boudreaux. Yeah. It's is French. that new? Has he changed it? I think it's always been that. Are you sure? Yeah. I remember the good old days when he was signed that everyone used to just call him Bordeaux, like he was, <laughs> which is like four letters different. I'm sorry, Parker Boudreaux. I apologize. Uh, unfortunately, my apologies are going to have to stop there. <laughs> you were very bad in this match. I'm sorry to say. Right. On two occasions, he did a kick. He did one, a particular kick that went about this. It was about waist high. Oh. And poor Dustin genuinely was in danger. <laughs> this was, at one point, they went like head down like a standoff, which was really funny. Um, Diggs, what did you make of the, the Rampage main event? The other three in the in the match were open. Yes. I actually they liked the match. <laughs> and that, the Parker, that kick, that wasn't even the worst kick of the match. <laughs> Because the one where Keith was like laying on the ropes, oh, Parker yeah. ran, hit it, and just kind of yeah. walked into him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the he says a lot about the other three guys. I still enjoyed the match. But... It was like a shitty Creed brother. That's that's still too generous. I think emphasis I, on the first word. But... It's just it's not like it is what it is, man. He's just he's so new. I don't. I never understood why they signed him. I, I'm told it's because he's got Instagram followers, which fair. Um, but he just doesn't seem ready to be on TV. He didn't seem ready in NXT, and he certainly didn't seem ready on Rampage. No. Dustin needs to get away from him <laughs> before it's too late, you know. Um, Terry, but you know, was this when you were half watching? Uh, yeah, I lo- the half I was watching was Swerve. Fair, that's fair. He's at least you, he's one of your favorite guys you actually watch on like Aussie Open. He just discarded, you know, because there aren't 10 on Fridays. So. I mean, fair he's a liar, fake fan, you know. I've heard that about him. No All right. Rampage was pretty fun, though, I thought. They closed mm-hmm. the big Ricky Jericho angle. Um, yes. It was okay. All right. Let's do some revolution predictions, boys. We've got about, we've got about five minutes here. Let's kind of – we don't have to go too quick. You know, you guys can give your uh, give your reasoning. We'll talk it through. I give a lot, obviously – I give my prediction on Thursday. I also did so on the True Heel Heat channel yesterday. We missed that. But let's get into it. All right. Buy in. Sorry, I put it. Zero hour. Oh, damn branding. Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros opposite Ori Davari and the Varsity Athletes. Tough to, tough to <laughs> say who's going to win this one, boys. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Um, I'm just going to assume we're all going with, with Mark and the Lucha Bros, right? Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Firm, if not, of the hand. Did you this see that, that picture of them? 
with Mark Taylor. I did not. Um, I watched the match on Dark, bro. So I may have oh, did you not see the? Did you not see Mark's promo? Yeah, I saw. I saw that, but oh. I had a match on Dark last night together. Oh, on the special Saturday night Dark. Also, Aaron Solo is now a babyface. Why? Oh, the, the factory. Day. The factory is over. Did you not see yeah. QT Marshall tweeted about it? And he was. I guess it was his hometown or something like that. Same close. I don't know. I don't know where he's from, but they cheered when he announced where he was at. I forget where it was. And uh, Daniel Garcia wrestled him. And also, you know that spot JD Drake does where he pushes the guy onto the ropes and then mm-hmm. nails him with a forearm? He did that to Anthony Bowens, and Bowens tried so hard to hit these ropes with velocity that he simply went through them. <laughs> and Taz laughed audibly. Like, he threw him <laughs> up, and Bowens just went into the ring and they sort of stood there for a second, and JD hit him. It was quite the deal. Um, <laughs> that was a nice match. But but nonetheless, okay, we've got Luch Rose and Mark Bridges. I think this is actually the perfect zero-hour match, right? The crowd will love it. Oh, yeah. Free baby faces. They love to cheer. Um, the Lucha Bros' characters is a legitimately funny thing at this point. I saw Jeremy did a tweet. Uh, the great Jeremy Lamb had a tweet where he said, Pac's the biggest hero in AEW because when he's not around, they just like to have fun and pop themselves. It's like, <laughs> true. Yeah, absolutely true. And they hit people with hammers otherwise, you know? So. Um, but yeah, we, we all agree on the result. Okay, let's get into it. Controversy here in the world of late night green. Final burial match Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Jake Ferrer. I can't believe they're doing a burial Let's match. fucking go, baby. This is ridiculous. Oh, um, all right, Dukes, what are you thinking? Final burial, who you got? And what you, where's your excitement at for this one? Jungle Boy, impeccable vibes. Impeccable vibes, huh? Oh, yeah. Real fucking grab. I think you guys are going to... I think there's a real chance that this bit backfires on you all. I'm Probably, I'm, but I'm in right hold now. Hold <laughs> but on. I'm, Don't uh, say all. Okay, Tope, go ahead. What you got? Well, so is this going to be like a, a like a mound of dirt on the stage? Or is this like a <laughs> cinematic <laughs> match? If it's a cinematic match, they filmed it like yesterday, maybe it'll be fun. If it's at like that graveyard where... They, the Jungle Boy promo mm-hmm. was. I don't know how it's gonna be. Kristen Cade's gonna make the easy, easy comment. Um, but I, if Jungle Boy has to win this, come on. Yeah, this has to be the blow off, right? There was some yeah. talk of like maybe it can continue. Um, this has to be blow off now that there's a final burial step. Chris, what are you thinking? Um, I think Jungle Boy's taking it. I think the um. The whole him wanting to get gold this year was like a big indication of the fact that he's going to win this feud. Also, the fact that he's young probably makes sense. And um, I'm excited, honestly, like just because it's something different. Like, I don't know. Would I rather them just have a regular match? Yeah, because it would be good. But um, I think I'm excited about this. It's different. It's new. Will I have my mind changed later? I'm, I'm very aware that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But uh, for right now, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. If Christian thinks this is a good idea, then there's a very good chance it will turn out okay because he's very very smart in the wrestling regard. I will not speak about him beyond that because I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, smart beyond professional wrestling. Can't <laughs> confirm or deny. Professional wrestling very smart, so that that bodes well. But um, but we shall see. All right, Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks, the Jericho Appreciation Society are banned from ringside. Bit of a bat signal stipulation, Topay. What are you thinking? I have a feeling that the Jericho Appreciation Society are going to show up ringside. <laughs> like, I don't know. Aubrey has shown that there's a lot of rule breakers that are allowed in this promotion. Oh, let it go. <laughs> Grow up. Um, 
no, but Ricky has to take this. I mean, come on. If if, if this feud keeps going, it's it's a nail in the coffin. Okay. Chris, are they getting that now in the coffin, or is Ricky going to win? What do you think? Where? Oh, he's coming. No. He's coming, guys. <laughs> oh, he's coming. Come With on. the acoustics, he's coming. That was crazy. That was incredible, man. <laughs> Looking, Chris doing like a Tony Chimmel bit on the air. <laughs> Tremendous. All right, Dukes, what are you thinking? Uh, I got Ricky. Uh, Pops. I think this match will be good. I think they're going to open. I think so, um, too. The Elite, obviously the House of Black, six-man tag titles on the line, trios titles on the line, whatever the fuck they're called at this point. Um, this may be the match I'm most excited for on an actual belt-to-belt point of view. Like, if fresh, all these guys have, have never touched, basically, right? So um, a lot to like here from an in-ring point of view. I think it's going to deliver big time. It's the Elite. They don't really miss in this kind of setting. So, you know, I'm fired up. Dukes, what do you reckon? Yeah, the Elite don't have bad trios matches. They had to go in with... Matt Hardy, Ethan Page, and Isaiah Cassidy. Yes, very good. So, yeah. yeah, and they're wrestling uh, the Spooky Boys, and they're fucking incredible wrestlers. So I'm I'm fired up, man. What do you think in result was, bro? I think I'm gonna go with the House of Black. I am too, but I think we may not be in the majority that I thought we would be. Yeah. Tope, where do you stand? Before today, I agreed with you guys. And then a thought crossed my mind. I think the big surprise of the pay-per-view will be coming out and helping the elite. Nakazawa or Cutler? A friend of Kenny's past. Really? Oh. <gasps> I, I it crossed my mind today. I think that I think that's where they go. Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Bobby Lashley. Oh. Very exciting. All right, Chris, what are you thinking <laughs> on the uh, trios title match? I have very strong opinions that House of Black needs to win this. Um, yeah. If they don't, what do you do with them? Uh, and <laughs> I really hope Elite goes to the Hangman BCC thing. Just that's a mm-hmm. personal thing, but I do think like House of Black needs to win this match uh, yeah. just for them. Yeah, I agree across the board, to be honest. I mean, I, I have my issues with the House of Black presentation, but, like, they've just kind of been waiting around. The Eddie feud was terrible. It feels like they need just something, right? Like, I mean, my concern is if they win the trio's belts, these belts are going to completely fall away, and they're just going to be in spooky pre-tapes for the next six months. But, mm. again, that isn't an indictment or reflection of them as workers. They're great in-ring talent, but the act in AEW just feels like it's not, it feels like Tony doesn't know what to do with it a lot of the time, right? Yeah. And um, we'll see kind of what happens on tonight's show and how that will shape things moving forward. I think the House of Black do need to win. The question is, does Tony care that they need to win, right? That's ultimately yeah. what it comes down to, I think. Um, the Kota thing is is interesting indeed. All right. Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho, triple threat. The AEW World Women's Title, Women's World Title. Um Talk about bat signal situations, boys. There's a, there's some danger on the table here. Some danger. Tope, are we gonna are we getting a, a surprise or are we getting are we getting the seemingly obvious correct result? The second and third biggest surprises of the pay per view. The lights oh. go out. Oh no! Oh my <laughs> god! It's Nikki Bella. She grabs Jamie Hayter behind the ref's back. 
She, what's her finish? She hits an attitude <laughs> adjustment. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what she does. Uh, she hits her finish. One, two, kick out. Oh my god. <gasps> and then they cheat, and Soraya wins, and everyone's sad. My god, folks. Chris, there's some, some filth on display here from Tope. What do you think? If it's not Jamie, we're going to have problems. We're going to have big problems, yeah. folks. We're in trouble. We, we yeah. got a really big problem here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, spaghetti yolk. Yeah. Um, Dukes. Let me think. Tony Khan. I know you're listening. I know you're watching. He is. Don't do this, man. Just yeah. put Jamie. Have Jamie can win. Please listen. I'm I'm begging at this point. If you put the title on Soraya, I will quit Fleet Fleet Week for at least one week, <laughs> and then I'll probably come back. <laughs> what about the demo? Um, I would rather. I mean, be one of us person. missed the show every week anyway, but like, true, true. Uh, I'd rather be there in person. Don't have an hour. I feel like that's my kind of environment, you know. Good shit. All right, don't stop. Um, I can't do it, man. John Moxley, Hangman and Page, Texas Death Match. Uh, I actually think. Hmm. I was gonna say I think Hangman's the clear choice here but the blackpool combat club are relevant in this right they've been involved a lot mm-hmm. of the way and that feels important not you know worth kind of keeping in mind tope who you got hangman or mox uh i will once again reference the uh betting odds if you think john moxley has a chance to win i would recommend putting money down on him he is plus 375 i think this is hangman's match i don't yeah. has he lost a touch of stuff Mm-mm. no i uh what, I, how I don't many see is he had? Two? Two? Archer and oh. Cole. Oh, God, Cole. Oh, yeah. and I, I like that match. <laughs> oh, you uh, would. That's fine. All right, that's fine. Go, Dukes. What the fuck? Dukes getting. What's your pick? Dang, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the disgust. <laughs> Chris, what are you thinking? <laughs> this is one of those where I'm... I'm... <laughs> I can just go into it and be like, any of these guys could win, and I'll probably be happy. But um, I'm leaning towards uh, Hangman. How? I have no idea. But mm-hmm. I do think that that is – I'm leaning towards that. Loser of this one will be uh, running a free pay-per-view match losing streak, folks. <laughs> so, two, uh, two losers in the building is what I'm getting at here. Uh, Tope is now sharing odds in the private chat. Like <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Samoa Joe and Wardlow, TNT tile on the line. Um, look, Joe's my favorite wrestler ever. Sure feels like Wardlow needs this one. Dukes, yeah. you, do you agree? Wardlow should win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he will. Really? I don't know, man. Because, like, the Hobbs thing really throws a wrench into it. I guess. But then, like, Hobbs would... beating jo- I mean, I guess Hobbs is a heel. Yeah. I guess. But we also no longer live in a world of black and white, so it's tough to judge. I mean, if you say so, yeah. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Joe and Wardlow, who you got? Personally, I hope Joe wins. Um, mm. Real. I, 
I think, yeah, the Hobbs thing is tough. I think Wardlow's going to win, though. Yeah. I think this is one of those cases where, like, they're just going to do the obvious thing and Wardlow's going to win here and lose to Hobbs and it'll just be like, what, Tony will just, you know, he'll, he'll trust his ability to get out of that, which we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Traditionally goes great. Um, Tope, what are you thinking? I see your, your wonderful picture there, but are you, are you zigging where we zag, brother? I will stake my stellar reputation, much like Dukes, on Wardlow winning. I will be gone for one week of Fleet Week if Joe wins, despite me rooting <laughs> very, very hard for Samoa Joe to win. There is Chris? a version of this show, which is Chris and I. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Chris, prepare the notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe some notes needed to talk about his next one. Here we go. Four-way tag, AEW World Tag <laughs> Team titles. The Guns, the acclaimed Team TNA, Orange Cassidy, and Dan Housen. Um, Again, I actually have no doubts it'll be fun. It's just, man, those belts have fallen an awful long way. Right? It's a shame. But mm-hmm. the result doesn't feel like there's much doubt to me. Tope, who you got? Uh, I'll take the Guns pretty clearly. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a small chance I could see them putting it back on the acclaimed. Um, but I, I seriously doubt it. Yeah, if it felt like to me as the build took shape, the guns were going to win anyway. But now that you've seen the lineup, it's like, oh, the guns are for sure winning, right, Dukes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the ass, boys. Fair enough, Chris. You agree? Yeah, I, I just don't see the point in putting it back on the acclaimed, and um, I think you need to tie up the whole FTR guns thing. Assuming Hopefully that, tonight's the night, boys. Hopefully tonight's the night, so we can hit that music. Have you heard um, Matt's pitch? He has an extensive pitch now for FTR's return. No. Okay, I don't want to misquote him here. So I'll I'll find this. uh, Hmm. I'm I'm looking. DMs will be read on the air. Factual. Um, I'm just going through all the action figure links that I sent him. (laughs) Um, There's an LJN CM Punk for anyone who's interested in that kind of thing. Very exciting. All right. Here we go. I've it's just there was no lead up to this, I promise, folks. I've decided the FTR should return in that truck they debuted in. Ah, oh, I'm picturing the guns winning and the lights go out and we hit the boys are back in town. <laughs> then we hard cut to them speeding into the parking lot in the truck and then rolling into the arena and their music hits as they get out. And then he followed that with 1.7 million viewers on Wednesday after they tweet the clip. So, yeah, I mean, seems likely. Yeah, sounds about right. The demo would be crazy. I mean, yeah. Good shit. Shout out to May. I don't know if we're going to get exactly that. The boys back in town may be a little bit too specific, but we'll see what Tony can come up with. All right. It's main event time. MJF, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. I sure would love a title change, but I don't believe it for a second. Chris, I'm assuming you've got MJF also. I would also love a title change. I would also mm. love Final Countdown. Now that you mentioned boys are back in town. But mm. I do think young Maxwell is yeah. is taking it. Certainly feels that way. Tope, you agree? Totally agree. If he walks out on the stage with a microphone to open the to open the match, I will be very sad. <laughs> I think we'll be safe on that front. <laughs> Dukes, who you got in the main event? Max. Okay, one last question. Does anything follow the main event? Is done. Surprise? Dun, 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 Well, what about that necessarily? Goldberg. 
Oh, oh my god. Bro. Chris is gone. Listen, Immediately. man. Yeah. <laughs> Chris hates listen, the viewers need to know this. Chris hates Goldberg. Yeah. No ball. What the fuck? When he sees it in action, it'll be different. He needs to grow the fuck up. MJF and Goldberg on TV could probably like Oh yeah. They could probably do some 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 numbers, you know. Two point five. Imagine the YouTube views, brother, you know. They don't um, put matches, sorry. If the match will be short enough, it'll just be a clip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um Chris has returned. Fair. I, I respect his stance there. It's very quick on at least he was okay. quick on the trigger. You know, I respect that. Um any I'm gonna just do it. We might as well. Any CM Punk tonight? Maybe like a that. fucking oh. hope so. Maybe a voice <laughs> a voicemail. <laughs> right. Like I that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. It'll be it'll be very, very interesting. Um I think look, the show's gonna be really good, no doubt. I do think it'd be nice if they left this with like, oh my god, what's gonna happen on Wednesday? Now, mm-hmm. I have no belief Tony will do this because it's not really his vibe, it's not his style. But it just feels like they could do with more than just a good wrestling show. I have no doubt yeah. they're gonna do a good wrestling show, but something that really has some like tangible excitement, I think, would be very much appreciated. But I don't know. We'll see what they come come with. All right, uh, before we get out of here, English draws. Gave out two community sub gifts. Um, if you got one of those, if that's how it works, thank him. If not, I will simply thank him because he still produced my favorite LNG graphics ever. Those ones where we had like the cards, the trading cards. Mm-hmm. Beautiful work. So shout out to him. We appreciate you, brother. Um, all right. Let's wrap her up here. Dukes, you got any final thoughts, any plugs, any promotions? No. Are you sure? Do you not want to promote uh, Wrestling Dumb Right? I'm back, AEW. <laughs> I might tweet that after. I don't, I don't want to get him mad at me. Bless him. All right. Uh, Tope, anything to promote? Any final words? Follow at Duke's Grin. Uh, Chris, Chris, have you changed your at yet or are you still? Okay. Follow my wrestling burner. Yeah. I respect it. And underscore Tope. So no, that. don't do that. But they need to be updated on what Sky Blue's doing, right? That's the yeah, trying. don't follow, oh, the follow Tope's other account. Hold up. <laughs> hey, kayfabe. Chris, do you have anything you'd like to promote? <laughs> um, yeah, keep watching Fleet Week, I guess. Uh, follow underscore Tope Suicida on Twitter. And, and his uh, other account. Have fun, have fun with the graphs today. Tremendous. Hopefully. Tremendous, tremendous stuff. Um, all right, folks. We hope you enjoyed this. Good time here on Fleet Week. As always, we appreciate the love every week. Show does well, man. You guys might start getting paid soon. Fuck, what, what a pain in the ass that's going to be, right? Fucking Cornered Sending him. money to Duke so he can, you know, sign up for OnlyFans, whatever the fuck he's going to do with it. It's just it's despicable. But no, Manny's, Manny's on this roster. You cannot do that to me. <laughs> all right, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Was still, I know. No big deal. We're all adults here, aren't we? Just... Well, close. All right. Nothing wrong with it. Everyone calm down. Can everyone calm down a little bit? No. It's just unnecessary. I thought vegetable was a pretty funny way to send people off. You know, you'd like That's to send them off funny. and laugh. Well, I thought, I mean, it wasn't really, what I said wasn't funny as much as your cell was funny, right? Really? Wow. No, don't don't give it props. Fair. All right. Good call, Tope. No props given. Too late. <laughs> Took them. <laughs> Took them. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, thanks for joining us every uh, Sunday. I know the time slot 
we moving. We, we suppose to this Sunday block thing. That's why we're one for three on actually having the blocks. It's a pay per view week last week. I want to watch boxing. It. There's a lot going on, but every week you guys come out, which we appreciate. Um, I don't know when we're covering Revolution. I have no idea. I will be talking about it on on WrestleFuturist tomorrow because that will be about an hour after I'm finished watching the show. Um, but much to look forward to. I hope everyone enjoys the show. Uh, it should be a good time. Um, you know, enjoy the graps, watch your wrestling and all that good stuff. Uh, keep grinning. Or oh, how? Enjoy this outro, folks. Goodbye. Adios. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night. God bless. Um, what should I, I need? Like a what goodbyes a to five times. Huh? That wasn't the final bye bye. Hit free bird. Final bye bye. Good call. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>Hey, Rob, Kevin Nash. Yeah, I'm upset too, man. Ron was one of my favorite guys to watch on TV also. Plus, he's a buddy of mine. I uh, I don't know what the hell's going on there. But uh, if you can get rid of the, the monster, I guess that nobody's safe, right? Or maybe that's the whole reason they got rid of him. I don't know. Anyway, uh, just a pep talk, man. You know, just got to... I'm rooting for Orton now. Orton's my new is my new guy. So I guess that's all I can say. Uh, and uh, we'll see you through the week. I'll see you through the window. My grandfather used to say that. See you, cracker. Peace.